Hi there everyone and welcome back to another episode of Cheap Talk. I hope everyone's doing well today. Um, today I am joined by one of Instagram's most followed food accounts. I'm so honoured to have her here. This is, well she was Eden Food Club, now she's Liv's Food Club. She has over 13,000 followers on Instagram since 2016 I believe. Um, and she's been a great supporter of Cheap Shop since the beginning. So, Liv, hi, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good, thank you, Mel. How are you? I'm good as well, thank you. Uh, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Not just your food Instagram account, what about you, like, as a person behind Instagram? Cool, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I started Edin Food Club about I think it was just over five years ago now and it was kind of born out of two reasons a I just love Edinburgh and the food scene in Edinburgh I'm originally from Leeds and Leeds is a really chain heavy city and when I moved to Edinburgh for university I kind of just fell in love with the fact that there were all these small independents that were doing so well um, and the reason why I started it when I started it was because I used to swim a lot and I actually had taken a semester out of university because I was trying to qualify for the 2016 um, Games in Rio. So I kind of had all this time on my hands and I was like, oh, I kind of need something to do. So it kind of just became this almost like food diary for me. And back in 2016, stuff really hadn't kicked off on Instagram like it has now. Um, so I kind of got these followers and people were interested in what I was posting. It was quite a weird experience. I remember still getting my first invite into anywhere and it was a place called Hack Sandwich Bar, which is in Fountain Bridge. I remember being so confused by the message. I was like, why are these people inviting me in to have lunch? This is so weird. What are they doing? What do they want me for? And it was after going there that I kind of realized what I'd kind of created. Mm -hmm. um, so that ran in Edinburgh for, three, four years. Obviously, COVID happened. I moved back home with my parents for a little bit and then moved back down to London in November, whereas I, I work in uh, for a digital marketing consultancy down there. And it just felt right and the time to leave Edin Food Club behind. Very mm -hmm. sadly, I felt very emotional changing the handle to Liv's Food Club. But it become really apparent that it was just so unsustainable to keep this blog in mm -hmm. Edinburgh. And I kind of wanted to take back ownership and almost one of the things I loved about having this page is that it was my little space on the internet to say what I wanted and to promote what I cared about. Mm -hmm. And I kind of lost that with being so restricted to Edinburgh. Yeah. It's actually been really nice taking it back. I'm doing I mean, obviously I'm doing a lot more at home content currently, but it's quite nice to have that freedom. And it was interesting. I knew when I changed the handle and I kind of announced, cause I didn't want people to almost be like, who is this account? What is this? Why am I following this? So I did like an announcement post to let people know it was changing. Yeah. And I knew I'd lose followers because I was like, people follow this cause it's Edinburgh content. Mm -hmm. It did still hurt a little bit because I was like, oh, I feel so used. Yeah. You've been Edinburgh and now you don't care. Um, but no, it's been really nice to take that back. And I think food is such a big part of my life in the sense that like my dad used to be a chef. So all of our family occasions have always 
revolved around food. Like anytime we have people around, it's for food. Anytime we go out, it's for food. That's the whole thing. So it's really nice to have that place for me to just put all of that on. I just want to take it back quickly, like just back to the beginning, because you said like everything and it's amazing, but there's like a few things I want to um, go back to. First of all, I love how you said you were training for the 2016 games and you had a lot of time on your hands. Like what? Like, <laughs> does that make sense? You're like, you're like a professional swimmer basically and you were bored. Like what, what was that about? Yeah, so I think that kind of comes from, so obviously with swimming, you do a lot of training. It's a really high volume sport. Mm-hmm. So I think at the time me and my teammates must've been doing ballpark 30 hours a week of training. And that doesn't really include your, your getting to the pool, getting back from the pool like pre-pool, post-pool, etc. But I'd gone from, so I'd gone into my third year of university and I'd done the first semester full-time. So I was a full-time uni student Mm -hmm. as well as doing all this training on top of it and meets on a weekend and stuff. And then gone from just taking all of that uni side out of it. Mm. So I was kind of left in like my daytimes and my weekends of what do I, what do I do? I don't have anything to do. Yeah. And it was something I'd been toying with for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then I just thought, oh, do you know what? Just do it. And I actually did it in secret for a, g- a good while. I didn't tell anybody. Nobody on the planet knew it was me till I had a thousand followers. Like nobody. Oh. Yeah. And I remember it was two boys in my team, weirdly, that I told first. And I think it's because I, I discussed it with them. And I was like, okay, they're the people I'll tell. And they're the people that I took to lunch with me. Um, <laughs> And it was really weird because I was starting to get people to follow that followed me. Like I knew them, but I was like, this is so funny because you have no idea this is me. Mm-hmm. And even for a really long time, but actually to be fair, probably only about six months before I changed my handle, you only knew it was me if you knew me. Right, okay. I didn't have my name on it anywhere. I didn't put my face on it anywhere. Mm-hmm. I think it's because it was much more about what I was posting about, I didn't care that it was me, if that makes sense. Cause it was like, yeah. I'm irrelevant here. Um, I'm not really sure why I brought myself into it a bit more. I think it's just because I've become much more comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that for me was a big part of it. I just wasn't comfortable being on camera. Whereas now I'm just like, do you know what? This is my space. And if today I want to have my face on the camera, I'm going to have my face on the camera. And if you don't like it, you will unfollow me. And that's just something that's going to have to happen. I think it's very easy in Instagram. And I talk about this um, with some of the girls. I kind of feels weird to say met through Instagram, but I guess we kind of did. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually for me, I just don't want to think about like, am I getting likes? Am I getting comments? Do people care what I'm posting? It's more that thing of, this is what I want to post because this is my space. Mm-hmm. And if you like it, great. And that's brilliant. And if this is helpful for you, that is even more brilliant. If you go support these independent local businesses ideal that's the only thing I want to achieve um do you think you would have like went on for as long as you have say if you just had kept to that like maybe like 20 followers or something because you maybe you're not having did, did you start out like wanting to have this influence that you have or was it more just like a kind of personal like I went to this independent place and it was great and I want to tell people about it even if it's 20 people or 20,000 people definitely definitely the latter 
because particularly when I set it up, influencers were just were not were, were not a thing like they are now. Like everybody knows what an influencer is now, right? And you have people that are like, I want to be an influencer. And I kind of feel it kind of happened by, I would never say it's in a job interview, but kind of happened by accident a little bit. Um, I kind of learned a lot as I went through. And I think now in my job, it helps me so much having set up this account and having gone through the process of like acquiring an audience and working with them and figuring out what works. And I've learned so much organically Mm-hmm. rather than trying to learn it yeah um, and it was just that thing of oh, I just want to post this because this is a really great brunch and more people should go here yeah. so yeah 20 people see it and they go get a brunch I'm like for small local independents 20 people going for a brunch is huge mm-hmm. yeah. like if 20 people on one day that had never come to cheap shop before came you'd be like this is great I decided that I would not post negative things on my page mm. so if someone invites me in somewhere and I have an awful experience or if I'm just in somewhere and I have an awful experience yeah you know I will if I'm gonna message them I'll message them privately and just be like hi particularly if it's like a gifted experience this mm-hmm. is what happened I'm not gonna post about it I'm just letting you know so you can sort it because I if I can if people look at my page and decide to go somewhere, they can also decide not to go somewhere. And this is people's livelihoods. And yeah. I would, I'm quite happy having a positive effect, but I would never want to have a negative effect on someone's livelihood and their well, their well-being and their family and everything like that. And it sounds really silly to say, because you're like, who do you think you are with all that importance? But it's that thing of like, well, I know people take my recommendations, so I don't want to negatively yeah but that negative way either um i think particularly right now i've seen a lot of food critics in like the past six nine months come out and say like i will not be writing negative reviews mm-hmm. because hospitality just doesn't need it right now maybe back when you started or like around about that time instagram was used a lot for food and it was um kind of like to make it as aesthetic as you could and a lot of people would maybe think that this would be the dream job to like post photos of your favorite cafes or restaurants and then get paid for it you know so I was going to ask is it as as much of a dream as they would say and like the responsibilities with reviewing surely that would that is quite heavy like you were saying yeah so I prerequisite this with it is really great and I do feel very lucky for everything I get sent and everything I um some of the experience I've had that I would never have got yeah when I was a student like as a student it was such a dream you know you've got a limited budget and I was getting invited to some of the best restaurants in Edinburgh and getting to go for free in inverted commas and it was brilliant mm-hmm. um, but there is that aspect that I think people don't realize and this is, this is such a privileged response and people are gonna listen to this and be like oh shut up <laughs> Stop it. but there is almost that pressure when you go somewhere and I kind of liked having a little bit of a break from doing Instagram because it was nice to go to a restaurant and not think, oh God, it's really dark in here. I'm not going to be able to get nice photos. <laughs> because you do have that pressure of, I've accepted to come in for this meal. You've not said you have to post, but we both know what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we know that you're expecting some form of social content. And if it's really, really dark, I... I, from your perspective, can't get you content that will necessarily 
do your service and your food justice but also people aren't going to engage in it because it's not going to look good so that weird dynamic and also I just I hate being that person in a restaurant like we all see it when you're out for brunch and you see someone just taking a picture of their food you're like eat it yeah sit down and eat like enjoy it it's going cold and it's that thing of sometimes when I go out for dinner with my friends, I just won't because I'm like, I just want to enjoy this food. Yeah. And sometimes I think, oh my God, that was amazing. I would love to let people know about that. But sometimes you've just got to make that separation. But when you're there on a gifted experience or PR sample, PR sample, as people say, it is that thing of like, I have to get photos for this mm-hmm. because I need to let people know about this. Mm-hmm. And it is that weird, weird dynamic. And I think I've kind of just over the years got felt bit less shame about it because I'm just like yeah I am kind of here in a work capacity so yeah I'm gonna stand up and I'm gonna be over my food and you're gonna look at me and think what a dick but I'm just gonna have to do it because that's what's happening here well like, you're just gonna have to do it you're definitely not the only one and you're probably the only one who gets paid for it so or like who gets gifted these things so I mean I wouldn't feel any shame I remember years ago when you would get your meal in a restaurant and not take a photo and then it became a thing like have you actually eaten it if you haven't taken a photo of it especially if it's like <laughs> avocado and toast like you just haven't had it if you haven't taken a photo so it's definitely um yeah you're not alone there <laughs> how do you stay motivated to post then if there are sometimes maybe there have been posts where you think went as well as you were expecting or you put a lot of effort into a post and it just didn't really get the feedback you wanted it's it is hard to put stuff out there and then get nothing really back or like a lot less back especially if you have such a big following like you do so yeah 100% it can actually be really disheartening maybe yeah you just think oh do pe- am I like do people not like what I post anymore mm-hmm. or, Thing. and I think I've kind of over the years had to get a little bit to grips with the fact that so it sounds really silly but like sometimes Instagram just doesn't want your post to be seen and there's just nothing you can do about it it's an algorithm it's how it works um and I can kind of I have a loose feeling sometimes of stuff of like mm, this isn't going to go well but I really want to post it mm-hmm. so I'm just going to take that hit or this is going to fly and it like it will mm-hmm because you kind of just learn about your audience in that way. Yeah. I think what I found interesting at the minute is I, I think getting rid of trying to think less about how many likes is this post getting and what do I think about this post has actually helped motivate me a lot more. I've been a lot better on posting in the past few weeks because it's just been more of like, do I like what I'm posting? Yeah, I do you'll have put so much effort into a post and you want to shout and be like, I'm, I worked really hard on this one, guys. Can you just give it a like and a comment, please? That yeah. would be really nice. But also you have to remember, like, I am the person that cares the most about my content. And sometimes I have to remember that. You just kind of have to take that personal out of it. You're saying you've got to take the personal out of it, but by posting what you like, you're putting the personal into it. And it's just that balance. It just sounds really yeah. difficult. <laughs> Yeah, it can be. And I think it's that thing about you were saying, sometimes it's hard and I'm not, uh, what I do is no way like an actual creative industry in the sense of someone who writes or someone who uh, paints or draws or Mm -hmm. other forms of art. 
but I would never put it on the same peg as that. But I think it's that same principle of you're putting something out there that you've done yep. for judgment. You, were, you mentioned that you've met a lot of people through this Instagram. Yeah, so there's, there's three girls that I would say I know the most. So it's um, Emma Eats, Eatonburg. Well, I always call it Eatonburg, but she gets really annoyed. It's Eatonburg. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Play Expectations. And then with Pippa and Ailey, who run Play Expectations in Eatonburg, I have like a little group chat. Mm-hmm. Um, which was self-named, I think it was maybe Ailey, called us the funniest foodies. So no offense to the other foodies out there. Um, but yeah, it's really good because we are, at, like, sounds really silly, but actually friends in the sense that I will, I will meet up with them when I come back to Edinburgh and we'll go for lunch and we'll hang out and we'll do whatever and we are involved in each other's lives. And it is really nice because... When I was in Edinburgh going to events, it was really nice knowing that you had a pal there. Or just being like, oh, should we just go together? Mm-hmm. Let's just go do that. Um, so it is, re- it is really good. And also it's just nice. It's nice to meet new friends. Yeah. Um, and part of me is like, oh, maybe that would be nice to get in London as well, to have someone that I... But then also London is just such a big city and there are mm-hmm. such a lot of a lot of blogs that I'm like, maybe I won't have that in the same way because Edinburgh is a really small food scene. Yeah, really. There are some really great accounts and I'm always so impressed by how many brilliant accounts Edinburgh has for the size of the city. Yeah. It's quite nice because I imagine if I'd been there over the past few years, I would know a lot of the other people from these accounts a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it is always nice. It's always nice putting a face to the blog. Yeah. Like me explain people, oh my god, you're you. Great. Yeah. This is so cool. Um that was funny when yeah. you came to Cheap Shop for the first time when I was there. And then Paddy, oh, you came and you'd never said I, I'd already already followed Edinburgh Club for years. Um and then you came and we had a nice chat and I think you're working at the Cheesy Toast Shack or something. For that yeah, time. I will have been there. Yeah, yeah. Um and we had a nice chat and then Paddy was like, oh, you met Liv from Edin Food Club. And I was like, what? I met like a celebrity and you didn't tell me. Um, and then obviously you came back and like I got over that and it was like, oh, this is you and you have a really cool account and you're like two separate things, which is really nice. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, well, I remember when I first came to Cheap Shop, so it was back, back in the days of Paddy. So I came and I'd been walking past it for ages and I was like, there was just one day that I was like, just go get your coffee from there because it's two pounds. Yeah. Like being an idiot because you keep walking past this and going spending like three fifty somewhere else. Just go here. So I went and I got it. I was like, that was a really nice coffee. <laughs> and like, I think you and Paddy are both the same in the sense of you never go to cheap shot and just get a coffee. You get a good chat as well. Like it is not, it sounds really silly, but it's kind of an experience. So that's what we you want. Know? Yeah, for sure. yeah, and it is really nice because there's a like there's a reason why such a community is built up around cheap shop because it is just more it's more than a coffee it's more than a coffee hut. So anyway, I'd gone, I got this coffee. I was like, oh, that was really nice, and I I wouldn't tend to really post about a coffee hut in the same way just because it's a bit harder, you know. Like all you've got is your little coffee mug. Not much to review. There's not like an an ambience or like a there's no anything yeah. really, you know. <laughs> I remember I went back and I took a picture of my coffee and Paddy must have seen I was taking it and got in the background. So it's like a picture of like Paddy smiling in the background. 
I remember just posting it because I was like, do you know what? There's this bloke in this hut who's working really hard and it's just him. And he does really nice coffee and he seems really nice. So yeah, I'll just do a post about it. Mm-hmm. I remember putting a post about it. I remember actually Ailey commented, play expectations, something like flirting for freebies or something on it. And I remember being so embarrassed because like, at the, like now with Buddy, it'd be like, haha, funny. Yeah. Whereas at the time I was like, oh my God, I don't know this person. And this person's definitely going to know this is me now because they've seen me take this picture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Other friends, one of my other friends jumped on the bandwagon because obviously he saw that comment and was like, haha, this is funny. And was like, oh, do you fancy him? And I remember being so embarrassed thinking, oh my God, I can't get back to this. Well, he, this for a long time, he was the only face on that Instagram. And then it was me. Yeah. And then it was you. So. <laughs> Yeah, you guys were on there before I was. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, 100%. And I think that was just that, because I remember, because that post went up, um, it was around kind of uh, the when you did Black Lives Matter, I don't know what, Black Matter, the, the selling day, you know what I mean, the £2 coffee. Yeah. £2. Pounds. Um, and for me, it was just that thing of, this needs more, this needs more traction. People are going to go buy their coffees today. Mm-hmm. And actually, if they know about it, they'll go buy their coffee from Sheep Shop and it will, it will send money to where money needs to be sent to because money yeah. doesn't need to go into Starbucks pocket right now. No. If you're buying it from a small local independent, also a great cause, but also actually what Sheep Shop doing is really brilliant. More people need to know about it. So Paddy Mel, here you go. You're going live. Um, and I remember just saying to Paddy, I was like, send me a photo. Like, wow, well, I don't know if it's you or Paddy. I was talking to a cheap shot. I can't remember just being like, just send me a photo. <laughs> and I'll post about it. And at the time, you thought it's usual content, but it was kind of like, it doesn't matter. This isn't my usual content. It's a lot bigger than that. Yeah. Well, if, if your whole thing is about local, sustainable, independent, like helping people, supporting people, then that that is what your content is about. It's, it's fantastic. So we're really yeah. grateful that you did that because, um, and then I think Ailey also messaged and was like, can I share this? And she also wanted to include a swipe up to donate or something, but it, it just wasn't going to work that way. Um, but I'm just really yeah. grateful for that support. Um, so thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> um, how can we at the moment, because like I'm getting a lot of businesses on this podcast, like from Edinburgh to chat and I'm asking them, how can we support you best at the moment, considering the pandemic and stuff? So how, I know you're not selling anything or anything, but how, what's your advice for supporting local and sustainable people and businesses at this time? Like, what are your tips? What do you think we could be doing that we're not, we're not influencers like you, but how can we do our bit? So I think there's various ways. So obviously there's some places that aren't open or you can't get to. So for example, on the day that um, you were selling coffee and the money was going towards Black Lives Matter's causes, mm-hmm. I couldn't get to Edinburgh that day. So I paid forward, I can't remember, I think it might have been 10 coffees, but something like that. Yeah. Because that was a way that I could support that day without physically getting there. So I think it's that of if there's an option to pay it forward or if there's an option to get a gift card, do that because actually, you know, whilst it's £10 that you might have spent in five months time, businesses need that cash flow at the minute because they don't have it. And that's, that's the crux. Like we will, fingers crossed, 
have a hospitality boom because in I don't know if I'm being optimistic in five months time yeah (laughs) we can go out Mm -hmm. everybody will be going out because I'm like absolutely I'll meet you for dinner yes we'll go for brunch yes I'll grab that coffee because I've not been able to do it yeah we're so focused on supporting local but actually what's important is trying if you can to give people that cash flow now but also if you if you don't have that money to do it with it sounds really silly but like follow them on social media like their posts yeah give them a comment you know in, actively engage with it because things like instagram and facebook work on an algorithm of the more people that are engaging with this stuff the more people are going to see it because it, it deems it more relevant and it's going to push you right up mm-hmm. so actually that's a that's a way that it takes a bit of time and effort. It takes no money out of your pocket for you to support your local and just to share them. Like if you see a post from a small independent, you think oh, that's really good. I really like that. Share it on your story because you might only have a hundred friends on your account, but put it on your story and a hundred people see it. And maybe two people, let's say, think, oh, I'll follow them too. But the ripple effect is huge. Mm-hmm. It just keeps going and going and going. Yeah. And I think by engaging with these people on sort of social media it's a way that you can support them either for a morale boost for them because I can imagine if someone's post like commented on a post for you being like Mel I miss you I can't wait till you're open again I will be straight back down to cheap shot the first day you're open you'd be like oh thanks I really needed that to do. that was really nice thank Honestly, you I, I cried for like an hour it's just the best feeling like one comment is so nice it means like you don't think it will mean that much but it does to a small business especially one who's not operating at the moment or struggling it just means the world and I get what you mean like just engaging with posts like I feel like at this time we're all we all kind of sometimes feel like we're just scrolling like dead scrolling all the time so if if you kind of can't stop yourself from being on social media all the time because it's hard when there's not that much else to do make the most of it and support these people and like make your time on their worth something you know so that's great yeah yeah i think that's how we can and also like if someone offers a takeout service have it treat yourself yeah get it like i would never really get takeout it's not something i i do neither um my parents don't really either but we have made like we have a commitment that once a week we will get a takeout from a small independent round us because it's just like well yeah i would go out i would go out and eat Mm -hmm. i would always go out and eat on a weekend so Yeah. yeah I'll get a take out. Amazing. Yeah. Um, right. I thought we'd do like a little quick fire round. Um, okay. You don't have to answer super quickly because um, that's a bit stressful. But when students are like, you're obviously a foodie and you post a lot of food. Is there a food that you don't like or you would never, ever eat or turn your nose up at? I don't think there massively is. Um, I'm not a huge aniseed fan. Fair enough. And I appreciate that's really niche. <laughs> I, I, yeah, do you know what licorice? I just it's it's just too much. It's cool. too much for my dad's palate. Um, and my dad actually made a stir fry earlier this week, and I couldn't eat it eat it because it was just too aniseedy. Wow! I was just like, I'm really sorry. Like, I just can't. I think he thought I was a bit of a brat. I was like, I don't mean to be bratty, but I just can't eat that. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. And a lot of people obviously use quite a lot in mulled wine. Mm. So I'm quite particular on mulled wine because I'm like, Mm-mm, that's got too much for me there. No, no. Yeah, that would be my that'd be my one actually. Okay, good and one. That's a good one. That's fair enough. Um, 
what's your I don't really like the phrase guilty pleasure because with food I think you shouldn't really have much guilt but something mm. like a weird combo that you wouldn't really want someone to watch you eat because it's a bit weird or like a habit you have like everyone eats biscoff out the jar but something <laughs> like that um okay I'm gonna go for two different ones one it's not a guilty pleasure but it's probably like my my biggest thing eggs I love eggs uh, anyway I, I honestly that's what I'm doing veganery at the minute and that's what I miss the most eggs Aww. I will always have an egg in the morning do you have a favorite poached mm. poached is my favorite enjoy a good scrambled do, do you know what? I really like them all but yeah poached is my favorite so that would be like is the worst a good scrambled is yeah yeah I can I can get on board with that yeah um but I think my guilty pleasure as such would probably be peanut butter and raspberry jam oh my god that's me as well and I eat them out of the jar it's bad like with two spoons I'm just going at it yeah and I feel like you know peanut butter jelly is like a huge thing but it's just one of those things I was like no 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 and then when you try it that is how I eat banana bread yeah oh my god yeah or like banana on toast with peanut butter and jam is is Mm -hmm. my favorite thing in the world I was like oh it's such an American thing like it's just gonna be gross or like just weird but it's amazing yeah I didn't try it until like maybe two years ago and now I'm just like God, I'm really missing out. So many years wasted. And I love the raspberry jam, not strawberry jam. Like strawberry jam's great, yeah. but something about raspberry that goes with the nut. Got to be raspberry. Yeah. Got to be raspberry. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Not. Yeah. Um, what would be your last meal on earth? Um, it would be it would be my dad's roast dinner or Christmas dinner. Yeah, it would have to be cooked by my dad. Okay. Um, that would be my, my thing. It would be that, and then I would just have ice cream to finish. Any just ice cream. Flavor or brand? So my favorite flavor is actually a, like a good vanilla. Okay. With like, like a good black flavor. Flake. Yeah. Yeah. So either either like your Mackey's vanilla, where mm-hmm. it's like sort of thicker, or just a really good quality like when you can see like the vanilla pods in it yeah and I just I, I just love ice cream ice cream is my favorite food um and I just think you can't beat a good quality vanilla no when it's a quality one not a crappy one quality one when we can all go out to restaurants again in Edinburgh where are you going to go straight to where are you going to make a reservation for for your first it's over Obviously, celebration dinner I'll be going to cheap shop first to get oh, a coffee yes without goes without saying yes now be there Uh, so it's quite hard because I've not been up in Edinburgh for quite some time now I'm so I'm gonna skimp out a little bit and go for some places that I would love to go to because I miss them a lot um I'd like to go to 27 Elliot's oh my god the eggs on Uh, toast with the rosemary sprigs oh my god yeah, uh, because what they make is just so good and just really, really interesting flavours. Yeah. Um, I would need to visit Mary Mil- Mary's Milk Bar. Obviously. Because there's just, there's nowhere I quite like it. Um, in terms of dinner, this is really hard because I think I'm such more of a going out for brunch kind of person. Okay. 
and I'm so conscious that so many new restaurants have popped up in the past year. So I'd probably be giving Ales and Pips a ring and be saying, guys, can you know where we should go for dinner tonight? Yeah. Please. <laughs> um, it's probably what I'd be doing. And then I would be hitting Cork and Cask on the way home for some wine. Oh my God, what a great day. That sounds What fun. a great day. In Edinburgh, really you can probably have a day full of food and drink and it's going to be amazing. Like, so good. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, uh, I can really look forward, and I really hope the fringe happens this this year. Oh my god, it's the best time! I think even like a kind of localized fringe, maybe just with Scottish or like UK people, um, would be something. Um, you don't get the crazy yeah. American accents or anything for like <laughs> all over the world, but it would be something. So I'm really holding out for that as well. That would be fantastic, and if you yeah, could come really up and get like back some Edinburgh content that would be really nice as well <laughs> all right I think we'll leave it there because you've got to get back to your job um but thank you so much for taking time out to speak to me I've not chatted to you for so long it's nice to see your face well, but there is there is light at the end of the tunnel my parents both actually got their vaccine this week their first oh days God, amazing. Yeah. yeah really great so my dad is my dad is vulnerable and my mum is an NHS worker oh fantastic um, so, yeah, so they got it this week. So that was that was really great. It's so nice to these like, positive accounts of like people's lives, you know, like getting back to normal. It's really nice. Um, yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, we'll be there soon. I think, I think for me, that's actually helping this lockdown is knowing that there is a light at the end of the tunnel with the vaccine. Yeah, I think without that, with it being winter in January and everything, it would be tough, but this is this is getting us through for sure. And then the weather's only going to get better and everything. Yeah, it's just... It's <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> after some more bouts of snow, but um, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks again, Liv, and look forward to seeing your future posts as well. Make sure everyone's following Liv's Food Club. Um, and support her so yeah thank you so much and thank you so much for having me now i look forward to coming and getting a coffee from cheap shop hopefully in the not too distant future you will you will for sure yeah i'll be there <laughs> okay take care well bye